Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. She, of course, is District 3 Republican of the great state of Colorado. It is Lauren Boebert. Representative, how are you? Good to talk to you. I am doing fantastic. What a week, huh? <laughs> that was one heck of a week. I got to tell you, watching the drama unfold at the end of last week was amazing. I love your fortitude. I love your backbone. I love that you're like five foot nothing, but you stand taller than so many of the men in that chamber. Uh, I just think it's great. If you don't mind, tell me what it was that, that gave you the strength to keep on fighting. And you, along with Gates and some others, Biggs and others, you really got what you wanted to get um, before McCarthy became the speaker. Tell me what made you that stern and what you wanted. Um, yes, well, this is something that we have been talking about for months. Yeah. And um, so it was really easy to be steadfast on this since there have been so many conversations, um, so many negotiations uh, amongst ourselves and, of course, with Speaker McCarthy. Uh, and, and so um, to have so much uh, invested into how we want Congress to operate and then be shut down um, at at the last minute, yeah. um, you know, that that really um, ignited a fire in me. I thought we were going to come to a place, as, as you probably um, are aware, I did not come out publicly against Kevin McCarthy. Right. I came out publicly with some hardline items and said, this is where negotiations truly begin. Um, like with the single member motion to vacate, you can't have a, a, um, a conversation about, uh, uh, you can't have negotiations with the absence of trust. And so we had to have an accountability mechanism in place. And that is the single member motion to vacate where any member of Congress can bring a privileged resolution to the floor um, to vacate the chair, vacate the speaker. And um, this is something that has been around for almost 200 years. That yeah. was written by Thomas Jefferson. And uh, Nancy Pelosi was the first speaker in history to do away with this. Uh, and I didn't want to follow her precedence by removing that. And you cannot demand more responsibility and less accountability. Uh, so going into last week, when um, we were um, denied the concessions, the final re- concessions that we were requesting, um, it was it was pretty easy to stand my ground. Um, I don't govern out of fear uh, or pressure or bully tactics. Um, I I'm here pr- uh, uh, principled um, for my constituents. You yeah. know, I, I want to represent them well and. Um, that's what I've done all along, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. It's uh, U.S. Representative Lauren Bober, District 3 Republican, great state of Colorado. I love that you stood for what you what you wanted. Um, the one vote to vacate is something that was in place for a long time. And then there were people who were conservative, like like me, who were actually saying it should be 25 votes, it should be five votes. I was like, what are you guys, crazy? Make it one vote. Keep Kevin McCarthy's feet to the fire. He has proven himself mm-hmm. to be somebody who doesn't dislike the establishment, so he had to give some concessions beforehand or else people like you and Gates and others wouldn't believe him, right? Correct. And, you know, this to, to Speaker McCarthy's credit, he eventually weighed the merits of this during the series of votes over yeah. several days, and, um, and, and he accepted them. So that was something that was um, very important. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he's going to be a stronger speaker because of it. He has now um, decentralized power. Um, in the House of Representatives and empowered each individual member with so many of these concessions that were made, um, which none were for personal gain for any individual member. They were for everyone and for us to be able to govern as we campaign, and which is a huge frustration of mine that too often does not happen in D.C. 
Yeah, what's interesting is as I watched it, there were people who were critics opining that you and others uh, were, were on an ego trip. And I saw it more of McCarthy being on an ego trip because the things that you guys were asking for, like you said, it wasn't give Lauren Boebert this, give Matt Gates that. Right. It was let's break down the omnibus bill and let's have 12 separate bills. Let's have one yeah. vote to vacate. Let's get rid of 87,000 yeah. you know, um, uh, IRS agents, which is the first thing that you guys voted on. So to me, I was waiting to see where the personal gain was and there wasn't for anybody but McCarthy, who I think felt entitled to being the speaker. So why not get everything you possibly can get? And I, I saw you and and uh, and Gates on Hannity the other night, and Gates said, I'm running out of things to ask for. So you guys were right. getting exactly what you wanted. So what about Correct. the criticism from your own side? That didn't make sense to me. Yeah, you know, that's that's really um, disheartening and something that we're, we're going to have to work out eventually um, because there was so much misinformation that was being spread. And even that was addressed by leadership in the conference today uh, about the misinformation, about yeah. the concessions that we were asking for. And, um, you know, they, they, um, the leadership, to their credit, um, told everyone, you know, this is wrong. Stop listening to rumors that you're hearing. You know, we were going, we were going and asking for single subject legislation, germaneness rules. Uh, these are, this is something that takes place in 47 state legislatures. Right. Why shouldn't we have it at the, at a federal level? So no more, uh, with the, with the 12 individual appropriations bills, no more $1.7 trillion omnibus bill, no more, uh, thousand page bills dropped on us in the dead of the night without any time to read it and having to pass a bill to find out what's in it. These are the things that we were wanting to put an end to and, uh, and allow us to govern, um, in, in, a, uh, really a more liberated way. Um, so it is, it is frustrating when, um, people were believing the misinformation that was being spread uh, about the concessions we were requesting. Uh, and, you know, I mean, uh, hopefully they, uh, you know, the people who were saying those things come yeah. to realize um, this was for their benefit as well. Catherine Clark from Massachusetts said that you guys were putting national security at risk. What do you say to that? Uh, look, Congress takes six to eight weeks off every <laughs> summer. <laughs> I don't think taking three days, a little over three days yeah. to have a debate about the second in line to the presidency is putting our, our nation's security at risk in any way. In fact, this was the most effective uh, week that I have experienced in Congress since I've been here. Yes. This is the most work and it was beautiful. And that's what I was saying all along, even when we had allies um, in, in the media that were railing against us. Uh, I, I was saying this is a constitutional republic. Yes. This is not chaos. I'm a mom of four boys. I know chaos and dysfunction. <laughs> this was beautiful. We had 434 members of Congress. There's one vacancy yeah. assembled together, debating, having conversation with one another, engaging with one another. And I think that we actually strengthened so many relationships within our own party. And we're coming out of this stronger than how we went in. It's uh, Lauren Bober, District 3 Republican, Great State of Colorado. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, it, what's funny is it appears as though those of you who held out um, are not going to be paying any sort of political price with McCarthy. In fact, he gets it. He understands it. And at the end, you guys handed him the gavel. You know who's paying the price, and I think rightfully so, is somebody like Dan Crenshaw, who called you guys the enemies and called you terrorists. What do you make of using words like that from your own side? Democrats would never do that to each other, but for some reason, Republicans will. Well, he's not the first Republican to call me a terrorist, um, and he probably won't be the last. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, I, 
I, I'm not moved by those things. I, I, I'm not moved by the emotions of it and animated experiences like we saw with Mike Rogers and Matt Gates on the house. That floor. was so weird. Uh, do, do you know what was being said? That was so odd. I didn't think that guy was going to hit him or anything, but it looked like he was getting very animated and somebody had to hold him back by yes. his face. And of course, yes. there's a meme well, about that now. What was going on with that? Oh, there's a lot of memes going around. And well, there, there was um, immediate pressure put on us to change our vote. Yes. But we had said we, we aren't leaving our four colleagues on the beach. We had four other colleagues that were with us. Yes. Um, Andy Biggs, Matt Rosendale, freshman member Eli Crane, Bob Good. Yeah. And they, they weren't happy with what we had seen yet. Um, we were trying to create some momentum saying we, we do think that this is locked in, that this is ready to go. There were some timing issues. And, um, you know, we, we weren't going to throw them under the bus and uh, force them into something, um, not, not having supported Kevin and, uh, and then, and then uh, giving him the gavel. And so there was this immediate pressure that was put on us right. by so many of our members. There was begging, pleading, cussing, shouting, leaping, yeah. <laughs> all, all of Literally. the emotions. Um, but you know, it, it was, um, it was just, it was an interesting experience and, you know, we got together and everyone got to a place of unity and speaker McCarthy knew that that was important for us yeah. moving forward, um, that he would, uh, that we, we could unify and ultimately there would be no opposition uh, and that denominator was lowered enough that there yeah. was no opposition. Uh, Lord, is there one item that, that caused you and Gates to both say, okay, we'll say present because uh, you guys were all voting to adjourn until Monday. And then suddenly I saw people starting to fill out cards. This was such, so interesting to watch. It was unbelievable mm-hmm. to watch. Yes. I was watching it live on C-SPAN. Yes. I'm going, holy crap, what's going on? Um, so, uh, yes. you guys were all changing your votes from yes, adjourn to no. And then we knew that we we're going to get another vote, but there's no, way there was going to be another vote until uh, unless McCarthy knew he had the votes Correct. was there one issue one thing that you had to have that caused you to say all right I'm gonna I'm gonna vote present and you can have the gavel well we we had seen the concessions that were made yeah. um the rules that we would vote on and um the, the issue that was kind of left in the air was the timing on those one of the things that we required in the rules is 72 hours to read a bill before we vote on it right and so we had just received these and then we don't even have 72 hours to review it but <laughs> you know we um i i had kind of come to the place of uh you know we've been working on this for months we've seen it we know what right. it is and um and, and I, i'm not sure what the deciding factor with our other colleagues who um came a, alongside of us at yeah. the end were exactly was um maybe just let's get this over with um but that was my my reason for for changing to present. I I had been a part of the conversations. I had seen what um, was in the works, um, the amendments all along the way, and here we had it. It was there, and so I you know I, I told the speaker you know I, I'm a present vote. I'm here for it, uh, and um and 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 we ultimately got there. And Joe, we prevented him becoming speaker on January sixth. I think that deserves an applause right Definitely. there. <laughs> no, absolutely right. I think that was a very, very good move. Uh-oh, it's Lauren Boebert. She's District 3 Republican, great state of Colorado. So you got right to work. You voted to defund the 87,000 IRS agents. Uh, Lauren, what is the process going to be now? Because you guys have voted for that. Yeah. It was a slim win by one vote. Um, now it goes to the Senate. Are there two or three senators that you can pick off and possibly get this to the president's desk? Because I don't think people just want things voted on. Mm-hmm. They, they want things voted on that you, you feel you can you can push through the Senate as well. 
Correct. And I, I'm hoping this isn't just a messaging bill. Um, I, I mean, this is something that we had talked about when the commitment to America came out. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't know what leadership is going to look like, what majorities are going to look like. And then when we won the election, we talked in uh, further detail about it. And this, the 87,000 IRS agents, that wasn't one of our um, concessions. That was one of um, Speaker McCarthy's commitment to America right, that he exactly. had laid out. And, um, and, I, and I hope it's not just a messaging bill. I hope we can. Um, uh, convince some senators that um, this is not good for American citizens. This is a uh, more weaponization of the federal government on American citizens. But ultimately, it's going to come down to um, the CR. It's going to come down to spending. Um, there, we're in a situation where Nancy Pelosi is ruling with a dead hand for a while uh, because the Senate passed that one point seven billion dollar omnibus bill. Yes, and so it may take some time to actually be able to get that into. Um, the actual uh, appropriations and spending. Uh, but it, I, I am confident that we will be able to do it. These 87,000 IRS agents haven't been hired. Right. Um, we're, we're trying to prevent them from being hired. And Americans uh, and, don't and want so, them. Americans do not want no, these people. No, they don't. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it may take time because the Senate, I don't think they're as eager to bring this bill up as we were. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't want to govern with just messaging. Yeah. I want to actually do effective things for the American people. And, you know, we'll, we'll get there. This is the first week. We, we don't have committee assignments yet. Um, so we'll, we'll start that, that work in committees, working legislation, um, amending these bills, making them right making it something that the Senate can buy into and hopefully we can get passed. Um, but, you know, we, we have, uh, uh, hopefully a, a, we'll have a pro, uh, appropriate people yeah. on committees like appropriations um, where those big spending decisions are made. I hope so as well. And, and I, I think there might be a senator or two that you can pick off. It, it stinks the way that it's aligned now in the Senate. I think we could have done better there had had McConnell, you know, spent some money and really helped people out in, in these races. I mean, without a doubt, I don't believe he wanted to win the Senate, but that's just me. One last question for mm-hmm. Lauren Boebert, District 3 Republican, great state of Colorado. Um, when, when it comes to, um, uh, you did a video earlier. You guys are there doing the work on the Republican side. And did the Democrats really try to name something after Nancy Pelosi? Was that their big move today? Democrats are always trying to name something after Nancy Pelosi. Um, that is one of their biggest legislative victories in their minds is uh, is naming buildings and rooms after. I don't people. understand it. Um, I don't so, get it. You know, this was a frustration even when I was in the minority. Um, how much time we spent naming things after people, naming things after congressmen? Are you kidding? You're a public servant. <laughs> so Why do stupid. you deserve a building named after you? Yes. And uh, so. I mean, that was a frustration I had then. But, you know, I, I'm looking forward to no more on block voting where we have 45 bills in, in one vote. Yes. And you have to pick and choose, you know, if, if, if the good outweighs the bad. And, um, and, and another thing um, that the Democrats said while I was in the minority is we would have these suspension bills that spend billions of dollars and they would try to pass them by unanimous consent without a single member of Congress voting on them. That's crazy. So we in the Freedom Caucus, we actually developed the Floor Action Response Team, F-A-R-T, and uh, we would actually monitor <laughs> the House floor Come on. and wait. <laughs> you know, you got to shake things up a little I bit. I love I'm that. All four boys, it's fine. Uh, so <laughs> it reminds me of home. Yes. But, uh, so, <laughs> so we would actually monitor the House floor to object to the passing of spending hard-earned tax dollars on, on, on things that we aren't even going to vote on. So yeah. we would object to that to force a vote. Um, and so every member of Congress had to put their yay or their nay 
next to that vote. And that's something we're not going to see anymore while Republicans have the majority in the House. I love it. I know that you're just voting earlier. You jumped on the phone with us today. Thank you so much. It is uh, Lauren Boebert, District 3 Republican, great state of Colorado. Thanks a million. Uh, great to have you fighting for us in, uh, in Washington. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks so much, Joe. All right. We're back after this. Stay ready. Joe Pags. You heard the representative from Colorado right. It's the Floor Action Response Team. Might, might have been Floor Activity Response. I think it's Action response team the acronym is fart yes the republicans are just that funny and i think i think that's hilarious i'm glad that she did that by the way got to remind you heating bills on the rise you can do something about it 50 to 200 percent increase a lot of people have already seen that why not start bringing that bill down by getting powerful heating technology used by eden pure's gen 40 heater it's helping a lot of people bring their bills down at eden pure an advanced heating engineering team has combined an infrared heating system and a convective heating system into one space heater. These two technologies work together to heat a home better than your current furnace, your boiler, your baseboard heat, and other space heaters. They use two forms of heating technology to heat a room. The Gen 40 heater makes you feel warmer and reduces your heating bills at the same time. Never be cold again. Save money month after month with Eden Pure. Right now, you can get an additional $50 off the Gen 40 sale price when you use my discount code. I'll tell you what that code is in a second. Actually, I'll tell you now. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com. Enter discount code PAGS50, P-A-G-S, the number five zero. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is PAGS50, EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS50. That also gets you free shipping. Why not go get this right now and start saving right now? Another big hour coming to you next hour. Now, you heard a little snippet of it earlier, just a little tease, but we do have President uh, Donald Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr. on. The report from Axios says that he signed a multi-year deal with Rumble, seven-figure deal, to do a podcast. Going to get into why he's doing it. Going to get into when you can start watching it, when it'll start appearing. I ask him directly, as a lot of you want to know, does he have aspirations to run in politics at some point? Um, also, why do all this when he could just be a real estate guy, make a bunch of money, and not be concerned with it all? He gives a great answer to that as well. Make sure you stick around for that. We've also got a lot more off the top of the hour. Uh, your thoughts on Biden doing what he wasn't allowed to do with these documents, JoePags.com. Scroll down to contact. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags.